Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody this is hondo carpenter from, from sports illustrated's fan nation las vegas raiders insider podcast very pleased to be joined by my colleague in in detroit obviously i'm in michigan this week but very excited to have him with us john macaroon is the beat writer for the lions for uh, at alllions.com is where you can find him you can find him on twitter at the detroit po- at, at detroit podcast and i love having him on he knows the game he's a great guy he's a great journalist he knows these lines back and forth now john i gotta be honest i'm i'm a cover the raiders obviously as you know i'm i'm not a fan i'm able to just cover it but when you're born in michigan it is such a beautiful state and the there are three curses that you get when you're born in michigan number one bad roads every road's bad because of the snow and the and all of it you know that. Number two, high insurance rates. Dear Lord God, it's terrible. It was almost four times. Uh, I was. Uh, I paid four times less in Nevada. It was unbelievable. And then the third thing is, is you're stuck being born. I'm no longer, but you're born a Lions fan. That is just what you expect. The lovable losers. For me, Matt Millen was one of my best friends. I was a beat writer for many, many years covering the team. And I lost my fandom after seeing the inside <clears throat> through Matt's eyes of what went on. But credit MCDC, Dan Campbell. <clears throat> he has got this team, him and Holmes turned around. These aren't the same old lines. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been tough, like you said. Uh, futility has been a word that's been associated with the Lions for such a long time. I mean, whenever they even have success, it's still brought up the fact that they've only had one playoff win since 1957 uh and that was in 1991 i was only 12 years old when the last time the lions had a playoff win and the fan base here best way you understand hondo is that it's a hungry desperate fan base that wants desperately for this football team to have success and boy what a fit dan campbell has been for this organization a shot in the arm when maybe it was teetering After the Matt Patricia era, which was flat out a disaster, alienated fans, alienated even people inside the building. I just thought that the situation with the Lions maybe would have started to turn apathetic. But 
Sheila Hemp, credit to her for really taking the reins from her mother and being able to really understand what the Lions fan base was looking for and completely change the culture, made it more inclusive. And now the hiring of Dan Campbell really embodies everything that Detroit is about, a gritty former Lion that understands the game, has a lot of experience working with some of the greatest minds in the history of the NFL, comes in, works with Brad Holmes, and has started to turn it around. Right from the get-go, that introductory press conference that he had where he set the tone to his players in regards to being a physical, violent football team has translated into who they brought into the locker room, who they've drafted, and you start to see now this is a football team that in in a stretch of period of time has won a handful of games over i think a 17 game stretch they went 13 and 4 so it's no it's not a coincidence dan campbell i think mastered the first art that you need as a football coach and that's connecting to your players and when you can do that the sky's the limit for what the lions can do i totally agree with you a couple of things that i i think have impressed me about the lions first of all I thought Sheila has been a great owner. I think she's great proof that you don't have to be a mastermind of the game to be a great owner. You just simply have to be able to identify the, uh, you can't just look at the field. You, it, It's a business. You have to look at, you have to have a bird's eye view and look at the franchise in totality. You said something that if you weren't, if you hadn't have been born here, you probably would not have gotten when you talked about being inclusive. Detroit is that city. I I tell people all the time, if you want to grow up where people don't care if if you're Arab or Muslim or black or white or brown, you go to Detroit where everybody's something. When you said inclusive, it's bringing the fans into it. it. It's making the players part. Everybody has a stake. And to me, that that's what she's done brilliantly. And then bringing in Chris Spielman and saying to Chris, I want a team that looks like you. Not talking about appearance. I want one that plays like you. I thought the hiring of Brad Holmes by Chris was brilliant. And then to go get DMCDC. And this is not a politically correct decision. He's not a politically correct guy. This was a football decision. And I love it. I think it was great. Um, As you know, and we haven't made this public, so I won't give away any of our secrets, but We've been working on a thing uh, as part of our Sports Illustrated Fan Nation, asking players lots of questions. Who are, if you couldn't play for your current coach, who are coaches? And as you know, that hasn't come out yet, so we won't give the details. But, man, Dan Campbell was right up there. Players want to play for him. They like him. And I love his approach. He's brought a lot of former players in as coaches. Would you talk about that, John? Yeah, look. You look at the the relationships between players and coaches, there has to be a symbiotic trust. There has to be a situation in which the players believe that the head coach and the coaching staff have their best interest at heart. And really, what's one thing that I think instantly gives a coach credibility, having played the game before, having played the in having understood what those players have gone through, understanding too that Dan Campbell was not a first round draft pick. He was not a guy that was heralded that was going to be given every opportunity to learn. He was a guy that was a lower round pick and had an, and had to fight and scratch his claw uh, and, and claw his way to stay in the league, bounced around a little bit. So he understands 
the plight of what an NFL player goes through. Very sympathetic, even when tough decisions are made. When you look at the, the life cycle of an NFL player, not for long. Three years is the average life cycle. So you look at it and you say, there's a way in which a coach and his staff can handle players. And 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 just to go back to Matt Patricia, he handled it completely differently. He came in as the sort of know-it-all individual and immediately targeted the team's best player in Darius Slay and alienated him within the first couple meetings that he had with one of the game's top defensive backs. And you realize, man, when you lose a locker room, Matt Patricia basically lost that locker room within the first training camp that he stepped foot. Now it's totally different. Dan Campbell has surrounded the team and the young roster with coaches that understand the game, understand when to push and when to back off a little bit. And you see it's evident on the field. The, the, the Lions have this hunger. They can play well in the fourth quarter. They can execute. They It, it appears that they definitely are playing for their head coach. They're definitely taking on the characteristics of the coaching staff in regards to being a physical, violent team, having the kind of us-against-the-world mentality. And I think that with Dan Campbell, it's very wise. I think that not only is he a great coach, he's also a developer of talent. You see now two of his coordinators potentially this offseason are going to be coveted by other teams. Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn have risen through the ranks and have been able to kind of make a name for themselves. And I think that one thing that Dan Campbell does is empowers his coaching staff to work with the players to develop and to get these players to play at the level that's expected. And that's just, I think, a winning strategy for a coach like Dan Campbell. And I think early on, he made some mistakes. Maybe he went with the old guard with Anthony Lynn as his first choice. But when he saw maybe the conservative nature of how Anthony Lynn calls games, he immediately made the decision to move on, take over the reins on offense, be a little bit more in line with what his thinking was to be aggressive, to push the envelope a little bit offensively. And then to elevate Ben Johnson, I think last year was just a stellar decision, putting the opportunity to run the offense in a guy that has kind of worked his way up the ranks and has a lot of creativity and knowledge, deep knowledge of the game offensively. And then Aaron Glenn, I think, embodies the physical mentality, the emotional spirit of what this team is looking to do out there on the field. So I think the combination of Dan Campbell's very intense motivational strategy and his, you know, really larger than life personality is going to make the players not only in the locker room, but across the league, see a guy that is uh, cares about the players. But I think number one thing that players look for is authenticity. Are you the same guy when we win? Are you the same guy when we lose? And I think coaches across the league quickly lose the respect of their locker room when they start to portray themselves as something bigger than they actually are. And uh, Dan Campbell's not that way. The guy that you saw the very first day that he stepped foot out there on day one is the guy that you see today when he talks about when he'll preview the Lions and the Raiders. Uh, big personality but I think very a very wise football mind. Totally agree with you. There's nothing you said there that I've not heard from players and executives that they don't echo. In fact, I was talking to a, a Lions executive the other day, and um, I asked him, what do you think it is about Dan? And this executive goes back a long ways. I've known him a long time. And they said to me, 
he is the most authentic human being I've ever met. And I just thought that was, they talked about his bringing in of former players was brilliant and that he's gone against conventional wisdom and he's been right. And, and credit Sheila, credit Brad, credit Chris for letting somebody go against the stream and letting them have enough time to prove if it works or doesn't work. Totally agree with you there, 100%. All right, let's talk about these lines. Trade deadline's coming up, and one of the things that they've done well is build. They've got a lot of young talent on that roster, so they don't have to go be buyers, but they certainly are people who can afford to do some draft capital because they have enough young players or they can let some guys go. We also know there's roots back to L.A., on your staff, who's not afraid to trade some draft capital. So as it comes down, I think the Lions, excuse me, the Raiders want to be buyers within a certain frame, and I, I respect the frame completely. I think it's very smart that the frame that Dave Ziegler has, has, has designed. They're also willing to be sellers. How would you describe the Lions? Yeah, right now at the deadline, it's real interesting because you look at this this football team and there was a trajectory that they kind of expected building through the draft and it's a young football team. I would have thought that, uh, you know, this year the Lions reasonably expected to make the playoffs, but maybe not to make noise in the playoffs. You look at it and you say a team's it takes a little bit of time, three to four years to establish a culture and to get the pieces in place to have success. Well, when you have a five and one start, I think that you potentially now go, wait a minute, this football team maybe can do more. The game against the Ravens was an outlier, set the record to five and two. It was a setback, but I think that gives you a glimpse of what it may look like in the playoffs. If you go out on the road in the elements, I think it's still a young football team that has holes that still needs to kind of be filled in, in terms of the defensive line, the secondary and along the offense, you know, the offensive line and at wide receiver. So there's still room for growth. So the question mark is now when the window of opportunity cracks for a team, how much do you add to a roster in regards in relation to draft capital that you have? So Brad Holmes has been a master at uh, maneuvering the draft and adding young talent, making trades within the draft, even in the division to acquire talent. I mean, the Packers handed us uh, Brian Branch, which is thank you to a division rival that allowed a draft trade to take place so that we could benefit. So you look at it and you say, now the window of opportunity has cracked open for the Lions. It's a playoff team. It's a playoff caliber team. Now the delicate balance that Brad and Dan and the front office have to weigh and discuss is how much capital should we give up to add a player or two? How far can we take it? And I think that you know, many fans obviously are going to want the Lions to give up a day one pick. They love the less need model of just giving up capital week in, week out, or year in, year out, and add players. But I don't think the Lions yet are entering that all-in mentality. I would think that they're targeting next year, 2024, as the year where they could make the all-in push, give up first-round picks the following year. I think they'll make moves. But I think they'll be in relation to giving up day two and day three picks, shoring up with role players that you could potentially trust and fit in and are able to adapt. I think the two areas of need you need are along the interior of the defensive line, giving Aiden Hutchinson as much help as possible. Still has four and a half sacks, but is being double teamed 
and is being taken out of several plays because of all the attention. And the other guys are definitely talented, but they're more along the lines of role players. So here in Detroit, though, it's great in that when you activate that uh, window, everybody's like, go out and get Max Crosby, make the deal. And everyone knows the Raiders are not going to give up Max Crosby unless the Lions give up five first-round picks. So the Lions fans want to go shopping at the highest level. But I think Brad Holmes is measured in his approach. Maybe you can go out and maybe look to the commanders and maybe pick off a Montez Sweat. I don't think Jonathan Allen's going to be available for the Lions in terms of the price. So I think that if the Lions fans can be patient one more year, I know it's tough because right now the Lions fans have been so desperate for success. They just want to make the move now and push all in right now. While that's appealing for many, I think that Brad Holmes is going to take a more measured approach. We'll add selectively. And then I think next year is the year when you really highly look at the offseason free agent additions, the signings, the draft, and the moves made at next year's deadline, I think could put this team in position to really have success, not only next year, but in future years. And I think that's what Brad Holmes is trying to do. He doesn't want a one-hit wonder. He doesn't want to uh, hit it and quit it. He, he doesn't want to be the Rams. He wants to be something along the lines of the Chiefs, where year in, year out, you have the potential to get to the postseason, win a bunch of games, and set this organization up for success for the long term. So while I know the fans are hungry and desperate, but I think if you can take just a little bit more of a longer view, you'll kind of start to see what Brad Holmes is probably going to do. I don't see all in for this Lions team this year. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's funny. Fans are great. Fans are like, we need to trade Hunter Renfro for a one. <laughs> okay, nobody's going to give you a one. Right. He's, he, he, he's been to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> we all know that a couple of times. He's a great receiver, but he's also been injured twice. I mean, and and then, hey, go get Max Crosby. Well, they're not going to trade Max Crosby. Yeah, right. I agree with you. It's fun. Well, right. Hondo, it was funny. Prediction. Wait, 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 real fast, Hondo. It was funny this morning. You fire up the radio, and the first trade offer that was made was utterly hilarious. They're like, maybe the Raiders will entertain Jamison Williams in a first for Max Crosby and Devontae Adams. And I'm sitting there rolling on the floor going, not only do you want Max Crosby, you want Devontae Adams too. And you, it was like, I don't think the Raiders are going to give give up their two best players for Jamison Williams, who, who's having footballs bounce off his face. So it's great that uh, this time of year Isn't is Isn't it funny? Great. Isn't it funny how the player <laughs> that the fans don't want, right. they always think someone else is going to overpay for Exactly. It's the best. It was and the so player funny they and... want, the other team's going to sell at a bargain price. It's pretty funny. So, John, very funny. let me tell you where the Raiders are. Extremely talented. They have NFL's returning leading rusher. <clears throat> they've got Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers. I mean, they've got a tremendous wide receiver core. But their offense, they spent $102 million, <clears throat> $60 million on the D. The rest is dead space. Well, there's 10 or 11 million, it's free, but. And they're completely discombobulated. The Lions are a better team. And you can make some arguments, especially on offense, not on defense, that the Raiders have more talent on offense. But it doesn't matter. They're coming into a, a buzzsaw. I predicted the Lions to lose at the Ravens last week. I think the Ravens are really, really good, and it was on the road. To me, there is no shame in that loss whatsoever, but I think the the Lions who don't get it, they're not like the Raiders that are on national TV all the time. They don't get this opportunity. 
Monday night, the entire NFL is watching. You know MCDC is going to tell the, that team, everybody's watching because you're watching Monday night football when you're not playing. I think the, the, the Raiders walk into a buzzsaw, and I don't think it's going to be pretty. What is your prediction? Score and winner on Monday night, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it would have been more competitive had the Lions maybe uh, won the game against the Ravens One. coming in all, all high and muddy, but they got their tail kicked in and it was bad. So you're going to catch a Lions team that's going to be looking at the highest level to bounce back and get to six and two and have an opportunity to have a bye week that's going to be pleasant. Yeah, you're running into a buzzsaw. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that could give Raider fans some hope. David Montgomery's injury makes it a little bit more difficult for Jared Goff to do the things that he likes. He runs off a of play action, and that's what he's become known for and really has been tailored. The offense by Ben Johnson has given him leeway to do the things he needs to do. He's having one of his career – he's having a career year playing some of the best football that you've seen. So that David Montgomery injury makes it difficult because the Lions are relying upon a young rookie – if, which has been terrible to see that, unfortunately for the Raiders, their run defense has been subpar. If they can find a way to stop the Lions run game, make the Lions one dimensional, maybe some of that offensive talent that the Raiders have can showcase some things. I was quite surprised the Raiders looked that way against the Bears. I just turned on the film before we talked a little bit. And to see them play that way against the Bears, a team that you probably could have gotten a W against had you kind of been more efficient offensively and looked a little bit less listless across the board. I think if the you Raiders could have put steam on the mirror, yeah. you should have beat the Bears. Yes, yes. So, But I think the Raiders themselves are going to look to – potentially the Raiders sometimes surprise they're kind of have a little bit of that track like the Lions when you expect them to lay a dud they come out and play uh, at a high level but I think with the Raiders the thing that I look at is how is Jimmy Garoppolo going to potentially look out there I think the Lions the Lions uh having had to face Lamar Jackson and his just elite ability to scramble must be loving life knowing that okay their uh, opportunity now Jimmy they're not G. facing a mobile quarterback yeah they're not facing a mobile quarterback this week they can pin their ears back and really start to get some of those sack numbers up again and John, I, I, I was think on that a national gonna, I was on a national yeah. radio show this morning and I said the Lions are looking at Jimmy G like a real lion sees a gazelle yes absolutely it's going to be a tough night and I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo if he stays healthy throughout the whole game is going to have a long, long day because, yeah, the Lions defense is very much upset. When they've had uh, uh, setbacks, they've come out and, and played well, and they look to really rebound after a really – it was a really just all-out bad performance. Game plan-wise, execution scheme, everything was not where it needed to be against the Ravens, and I think the Lions will look to improve at a high level. But some of the injuries, look, in the National Football League, you can't just say, well, you lose a David Montgomery and you're going to go out and blow out the Raiders. But I do think that the game will be um, real interesting to see how many chunk plays the Lions can execute to kind of keep that offense moving forward. Amon Ross St. Brown is unguardable. He's going to get his touches. The big question mark in Detroit is what role is Jamison Williams going to have a young receiver that – we believe has the potential to do some things, but just hasn't happened yet as a first round pick. But I think the key for the Lions always starts with the run game and it starts with that defensive line. If Aiden Hutchinson and Aleem McNeil and John Kaminsky have a performance like they've had at Ford Field, the Lions will walk away with the victory. I don't see them 
blowing out the Raiders. I think that potentially it's going to be in the neighborhood of a touchdown game. I think within the line of the spread, the Lions can win maybe in the neighborhood of 31-24. Well, the Lions have not scored 20 points all year, so you're being generous to them against that defense. So there you go. It's John Magaroon. You can find him at Detroit Podcast on Twitter. You can find him at All Lions. Great writer, great beat guy covering our team. He's I'm great that he's part of our team and one of my colleagues with our company. So, John, thanks for joining us today, buddy. Have great appreciation for you. Absolutely. Same here, Hondo. I'm a, a Michigan State grad, and to grow up reading your stuff and learning from your insights regarding obtaining information and learning as a journalist, uh, to be able to be on the team with Hondo Carpenter after having read your work from afar, being a Spartan uh, alum is just uh, wild to me. And now to have you invite me on your podcast and to see the work that you've done and the relationships you've built and what you've created, I'm very impressed to be in your company and to be part of this has just been a dream come true for uh, a Spartan alum to cover the team that he grew up following in the Detroit Lions, to be able to have the access and to be part of a, a growing, large growing sports community has meant the world to me. And uh, definitely it doesn't go unnoticed the work that you've done behind the scenes and the influence that you had. I know maybe we don't tell people that, but I definitely don't mind. I read your work. I knew the stuff you did at Michigan State and uh, you definitely played a part in the success that I'm having. Absolutely. You're doing a great job. I'm proud to read your stuff with the Lions. Keep up the great work, my friend. I'll, I'll see you soon. He's the great John Macaroon, just like the cookie, but, man, he's a lot more sweeter <laughs> than that. Read his writing, follow him on Get Lions Information. He does such a great job. We're so proud of him. From Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. 
This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider Production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.